Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of our podcast, Dean Thought, with your two favorite hosts, Mira and Adam. And we're back at it again, alhamdulillah, with another episode. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter, inshallah, just because we have a full length episode coming out next week, inshallah. And we have two, actually, three guest speakers that you guys haven't seen. So look out for that episode oh, and be excited. Well, okay, so two you haven't let's seen and say, Jad. Let's just say, inshallah, like... It's my it's one of my teachers, so inshallah you guys like him. He's a really nice guy, really chill. And uh, inshallah, look out for that. It's going to be a great episode. I just want to say, like, inshallah, we ha- we aren't very consistent on, like, every single week. Like, you know, we generally we post episodes every other week. We try to post episodes as often as possible, but it's, like, naturally... You know, we are students. We have things going on. But we have so many good ideas, inshallah, if Allah gives us the ability to do so. Oh, yeah, inshallah. Basically, we've got sheikhs coming on to the episode. We've got friends. We've got girl views. So look out, inshallah. I think inshallah. new things coming. That will be khair, inshallah. And alhamdulillah, uh, last time we mentioned about like building like an app for Dean Thoughts, alhamdulillah, we had brothers reach out to us. And we are so very thankful for everyone who reached out to help us. Um, we're doing it, we're like slow moving it, you know, um, inshallah in the future, we will have that out and running and inshallah will be great, but we're just so thankful for our community and everything. And also we're hoping maybe we could start getting some merch out and that merch, inshallah, all the proceeds will go to donations, um, for whatever cause that we choose, you know, maybe now for like the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria and all that. So inshallah, if anyone has any ideas about that, like logos or anything, reach out to us and that would be great. But for now, um, let's just get into the episode, which is today's topic is going to be about Shaban, right? Which is the month before Ramadan, the month we are currently in right now. And as many of us may know, it has more significance than we um, may realize. Because even though, yes, it's not Ramadan, obviously, but this is the time to prepare. This is the time where we need to kind of get ourselves used to, okay, Ramadan is next month. And honestly, many of us may know that the Sahaba, they would prepare for, was it six months? Mm -hmm. Six months in advance for Ramadan uh, to show you how, number one, how great Ramadan is. And we'll have another full episode just on Ramadan, I believe, just to help us prepare, like, what can we do during Ramadan? We'll do that after. Inshallah, we'll put it out maybe like a couple days before Ramadan. Before Ramadan, Inshallah. What can we do during Ramadan, all that. But for now, we're just talking about what did they do even to prepare for Ramadan six months in advance, right? What are we doing? Obviously, we're not doing enough because six months in advance is crazy. And the Sahaba used to always make dua, uh, Allahumma balighna Ramadan, which means, oh Allah, um, let us be alive for Ramadan. Like, let us be able to see and uh, experience Ramadan. Um, so the point is, right, we need to be doing a lot more to prepare for Ramadan and realize that this is really a sacred month that is so great and that we should take advantage of because of all, you know, the deeds and all that, alhamdulillah. Um, so let's just get started. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah amma ba'd. So we have, uh, like we said, it's going to be a short episode. So we only have two ahadith and a couple ayat. And then we're going to just share like a little bit of uh, our own views. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to mention a hadith um inshallah 
I'm going to read the English translation. I'm not, like, Adabi, I'm not trying to mess it up on the spot. Unless you want to read the Adabi? No, it's okay. No, okay. <laughs> so let's just do the English translation, inshallah. So it says, Usama ibn Zaid reported, I said, O Messenger of Allah, I do not see you fasting any month as much as you fast during Shaban. The Prophet, peace and blessings, peace and blessings be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa said, It is a month people neglect between Rajab and Ramadan. It is a month in which the deeds are raised to the Lord of the worlds, and I like for my deeds to be raised while I am fasting. So, what does this show us? Well, obviously, there is importance in Shaban, right? And that the Prophet fasted the most other than Ramadan, obviously, in the month of Shaban, right? Many of us may feel like, oh, we shouldn't fast because, like, I don't know, like, oh, Ramadan's next month, you know, that's enough fasting for me. No, don't look at it like that, right? Like, we want to look at it as... It's a preparation. Preparation, Just exactly. like if you had an exam, you would be not very wise to not study for the exam. Exactly. And if you didn't study, you wouldn't expect yourself to succeed. It's the same concept. And, like, subhanAllah, that's out of the rahmah of Allah that He placed the month of Shaban and He's placed, like, importance from these ahadiths for the month of Shaban for us to not just neglect it, but rather for it to be something where whatever you want to do in Ramadan... Half it in Shaban. Like you want to read a juz of Quran, start reading half a juz it now. Start fasting like the Prophet Muhammad did because it's what gets you ready and in the mood. I'm not sure. I remember hearing, I don't know if 100%, but I remember that um, some of the scholars mentioned that if you're someone who doesn't normally fast like Monday and Thursdays or like the three white days, it's not recommended for you to fast after like half of Shaban so that your body is like... Um, has like the energy storage for Ramadan. Right. So that, yeah, so right. That makes sense. But And sorry, there's a practice I've heard um, <coughs> a lot of people, they fast all of Shaban, like after the 15th day, but they, like I said from before, they're not people who normally fast like in any other month. That's not what's intended here. Like the concept is we want to increase in our fast because it's the son of the Prophet Muhammad that's what he used to do. But it shouldn't be without limits. So like fasting the three white days, fasting Mondays and Thursdays. If you're someone who normally used to do that, go ahead, do it for the whole month. But if you're someone who doesn't normally fast, um, Allahu A'lam, but it seems like it's more recommended to don't it, tone it down during the last like week or week and a half of Ramadan so that your body has the energy storage for fasting. Right, so it's just about like preparation because obviously if you fast now, you get more used to it and then that will make Same it easier. Even, right, it'll make like it easier for Ramadan because then you're used to already doing that and it's like you're not like coming into Ramadan and it's like, oh, well, now I have to get used to fasting and you're not focused on your ibadah and all that. So it just makes it easier, inshallah. Another thing that obviously we want to mention about this hadith, it says that this is the month in which the deeds are raised to the Lord of the worlds. So this is important, right? This is the day where all our deeds will be, uh, you know, risen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obviously, we know that there are other times as well where our deeds are risen. So um, the time there's like every day at Asr and is it just Asr? No, so there's daily at Fajr and Asr. Fajr and Asr, right. Then there's weekly on Mondays, Mondays and, and Thursdays. Thursdays. And there's yearly in the month of Shaban. Month of Shaban. So don't, this isn't to get it confused with Laylat al-Qadr. Laylat al-Qadr is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees um, like what will happen for your next year. And he sends that down to Sama' dunya Like, not decrees because everything's already written. It's different. It's just, all you need to know is for this month is that these are when the deeds are risen but it's not like 
contradictory so it's like yes there is like daily monthly i mean daily it's like a summary like for example okay let's say for example you have a class okay every single week your um, professor wants you to say a summary of what you learned today and then a summary of what you learned after this unit and then at the end of the semester your professor's like tell me a summary of what you learned the whole year it's the same concept and um, that's why the Prophet Muhammad used to also fast Mondays and Thursdays because he wanted his deeds to be lifted in a state where he was fasting. So if he had fallen short in any ibadah, because we naturally are going to make mistakes, when your sins are lifted, it's like the last thing that they're lifted with is that you're in the state of ibadah. And actually, um, for Fajr and uh, Asr, Allahu A'lam, but it seems like most of the scholars say that your deeds are witnessed by both sets of angels. So Fajr, you have angels that stay with you from Fajr until Asr. Then those angels switch out shifts at Asr. And the two sets of angels, so basically four angels witness you praying Fajr and witness you praying Asr. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَقُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ إِنَّ قُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ كَانَ مَشْهُودًا So like the, the Quran at Fajr, it's for sure going to be witnessed as in by the angels. Same thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الْوُسْطَى to pay close attention, to stay firm upon the prayers, especially the middle prayer, which most of the scholars say is Salat al-Asr. So, essentially, in this month, that's also why the Prophet ﷺ used to fast, Allah Alam, because that's when our deeds are lifted and we want to be in a state of ibadah before Allah, when He's eventually going to see, even though Allah knows what we did, but it's like putting it in the record, kind of. Right, isn't it also in the hadith that says, the angels go up and Allah asks them, how did you see my servants? Yeah, and, and said, He said, I came I to them praying. Them praying. Right. Yeah, I came to them praying and I left them praying. And I left them praying. Yeah. Right. Okay, so then let's look at the... Just one more thing about the Prophet Muhammad Sassam, he says, um, this is a month that a lot of people neglect. So in, in Arabic it says, يغفلو. And the hikmah is that, why did the Prophet Muhammad Sassam يغفلو, not Yansu? So يغفل means to like neglect something. Uh, Yansu means to forget. So the concept in the hikmah is because most of us know that this is a month of Sha'ban, we don't forget that it's the month of Sha'ban because it's literally the month before Ramadan. Like everyone should know that what this month is. But we neglect it in the sense that we know its importance from these hadith, but we choose not to do anything. So we don't want to be from those who, that they're in a state of ghafla, they're in a state of heedlessness from this month. We want to be from those who actually do something. Okay, let's look at the next hadith. Abu Thalaba, what is that? Thalab. Thalab reported the... Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, On the middle night of Shaban, Allah looks down upon his creation, and he forgives the believers, gives respite to the unbelievers, and he abandons the people of malice to their malice until they give it up. Um, okay, so what is the hadith basically saying? This is the 15th night of Shaban. And so, subhanAllah, it's important, number one, to look like how merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, right? So, he looks down upon his creation. He forgives the believers, right? He forgives you of everything, subhanAllah. And subhanAllah, actually, it's right before the month of Ramadan. It's like right. you're entering into the month fresh. And Ramadan is the month where you are going to be forgiven as well, yeah, right? Inshallah. So isn't that crazy, subhanAllah, inshallah? And so it's important, though, that we know that there are conditions to this. What are the conditions of, inshallah, for us to be forgiven? Number one, you cannot be a mushrik, which means you cannot associate partners with Allah. So inshallah... May Allah make us of those who never associate partners with Him. But with that, there's also shirk al-azhar. Like the Prophet Muhammad he said that the, the shirk that I fear the most for my ummah is the minor shirk. So like, if you're trying to show off in your ibadah, if you did it from before, like we, we all tend to fall into minor shirk. 
inshallah, we're all freed from major shirik. But also, Afikra, my girlies out there, if you're wearing the eye, my girlies, if you believe that the eye is like a form of protection, you know that like blue yeah. jewelry? Amulet. That's like, um, yeah, the amulet. That's a form of minor shirk. Actually, I'm not sure if it's minor or major. But all that I'm stuff. I'm pretty we- sure that might be major. Major because song. you're believing something is protecting you, but it's not from exactly. Or it's like not. believing in like Even, omens, like uh, yeah. horoscopes. We're not allowed to believe in horoscopes, or like the black cat, masalan. Even if you don't believe it with it, don't associate anything. Like you should not associate with stuff like that because you're just opening the door to shaitan coming and giving yeah. you a swiss. And number one, number two, why would you associate yourself with something like that when obviously Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not like that because that is not something. Of his ibadah or something of his, you know, because that's people associate like yeah. that with him. So that's not all what you power want to be. is for Allah, right. and like we, that's what we have to believe. And aside from that aspect, also your ibadah, your ibadah should only be for Allah. Just like if someone was talking to you, you would want their undivided attention. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is more deserving. Wa that He deserves your undivided ibadah. Okay, let's go. So we said the first condition: don't associate partners. Don't and be a shirk person. Don't be a shirk person. Our second condition is you cannot have, uh, you cannot be in a dispute with a person. Um, and this means you cannot basically, you can't even have a, a grudge in your heart. So you can't have hatred for someone in your heart. And this is even the condition for you to enter Jannah, right? You should not have grudges in your heart. You should not have, you know, this argument with like a friend or whatever it is. So... Obviously, if now we feel as if, you know, there's an issue with our friend and it may be lasting and lasting or uh, not lasting. Um, so then we should, inshallah, try to reconcile that and forgive our friend and have them forgive us. And it's important that we know that you cannot go over three days of being mad with your friend and not forgiving them. Right. So if you have an issue uh, with anyone, really, a brother or sister or whatever. Um, then you want to you can you only have three days that you can be mad at them. After the three days, you have to forgive them. Um, so as I'm speaking in terms of like, so for example, take the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay, we know that um his uncle he got killed in was it Battle Badr, Ahad? Which one? I always want to In one of the battles, basically, um, and there was a girl I forget her name. She's like escaping my mind. She mutilated the body of the uncle of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And she actually, I don't know if it was his kidney, his liver, something. She took it out and she actually ate it in front of the Prophet. And we know that this uncle was the biggest support for the Prophet Muhammad He was like his best friend. And so he really, his death was very heavy to him. And so after, this woman actually ended up accepting Islam. And the Prophet Muhammad they were kind of like, they came to the Prophet to tell him that she wants to come give you her bayah. Like she wants to come declare the shahada in front of you. And basically, the Prophet Muhammad said, I don't want to see her. And it was because of how much she had hurt him. So this doesn't contradict the fact that the Prophet Muhammad was mad at her. Basically, the concept is, if you're mad at someone, if you're not acting out on that madness, you're not treating them differently, you're not being disrespectful, you're not taking away from their rights, you're allowed to still not necessarily like a person. But it shouldn't be to the point where like you're cutting them off. If there's a problem, you go three days without solving it. Like if, for example, me and Adam are in an argument, Three days pass, we haven't talked to each other. That's going against hadith. But if, for example, Adam did something to piss me off and I'm still annoyed at him, but I'm still being respectful, I'm still giving him all of his rights, then inshallah, but from that story with the Prophet Muhammad, it seems to be fine. Um, for a rule of thumb, the easiest way is just always give your salam to everyone, right? Salamu alaikum to everyone. Even if you're mad at someone, 
you know, put it past you, say salamu alaikum. And that will be as if you're, you know, inshallah, Allahu alam. But that's like you are initiating salam, you have the relationship restored, inshallah, even if you don't like them, like Mira said. Remember, like, the hadith about, like, the best person, the bigger person, from the Prophet Muhammad said, when the two people in an argument, the better person is the one that comes forward with the salam first. Salam, exactly. Because, like, you're being the bigger person when you're going to say, I'm sorry, I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Owning up for your mistakes is not. A simple thing like it's heavy in the sight of Allah that you're trying to even if you're wrong especially if you're wrong actually mm-hmm. and you know the story of the man who the Prophet said he was guaranteed paradise so the companions they followed him and they like spent the nights trying to figure out what he was doing special that made him a person of paradise and they couldn't find a single thing and so in the end they just asked him like why are you so special and he said every single night before I go to sleep I forgive everyone who might have done wrong upon me and that was something that made him a person in paradise. So your characters go a long way as well. Right. And it's because he it's cleansing your heart. Because all these, um, if you have like a grudge, this is something that will, you know, that will corrupt your heart. And it will take space that will not be able to have the ibadah come in and have this khushur in your salah, have any of the khushur with Rabbil Alameen. And so that you feel this connection with Allah. This is something that will inhibit that. So this is why if you cleanse your heart like this, you know, like, oh, I forgive this person and it's fine and it's all that. And you make your only important relationship, Rabbil Alameen, this is all I care about. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I care about the most and obeying what He has told me. And then in that case, inshallah, then you will feel always happy. SubhanAllah. Afikra, that's actually very, like, very thoughtful for you to say that. You know why? Because the Prophet, like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, like, shirk and, like, Holding grudges, it affects your heart, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you have to have? Like, basically, our taqwa, our iman is in our heart. The Prophet says, huna, and he pointed to his heart and he said it three times to further affirm it. So, it's like kind of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, in this month, your focus has to be your heart. You have to check the state of your heart. How is Quran affecting your heart? How is Salah affecting your heart? How is Ibad affecting your heart? What might be in there that's preventing these things to come in there so that you figure it out now? So that when Ramadan comes, your heart is already cleansed and it's ready to take in that Quran. Right. You get know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go on to the ayah of the Quran and then we will wrap it up there. Uh, we're looking at Surah Al-Insan, um, just a couple ayat from ayah 6 to ayah 14. shaytan <coughs> rajim rahim يشرب بها عباد الله يفجرونها تفجيرا يوفون بالنذر ويخافون يوما كان شره مستطيرا ويطعمون الطعام على حبه مسكينا ويتيما وأسيرا إنما نطعمكم لوجه الله لا نريد منكم جزاء ولا شكورا إنا نخاف من ربنا يوم من عبوسا قمطريرا فوقاهم الله شر ذلك اليوم ولقاهم نظرة وسرورا وجزاهم بما صبروا جنة وحريرا متكئين فيها على الأرائك لا يرون فيها شمسا ولا زمهريرا ودانية عليهم ظلالها وذللت قطوفها تذليلا Okay, so, um, actually, Mina wanted to mention these, so I don't know what you want to say. Okay, basically, I know these <laughs> don't relate, but like, 
I just love these AAs because I feel like they're just so beautiful. Basically, I saw this one video of this one guy, and like he was going around New York and he was asking people, "Why do you worship Allah?" And he was saying, no, I saw the video. "You want to say it?" No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't be so humble now. You're the one who brought it up. Okay, fine. <laughs> Basically, the the guy he he asked him like, "Why do you worship Allah?" And the guy was like, "I worship Allah because the main reason he's like because Allah subhanahu wa taala just simply deserves to be worshipped." And, like, that's the concept that I wanted to establish from these A's because, like, these... You want to read the translation, actually, so people know what it was talking about? Or just the general concept. Okay, so general concept. Uh, it's talking about... Uh, so, first it says, mm-hmm. So, it's basically talking about the believers. They're the ones that they will feed um, the people in need. And, They say that we are feeding you just for the sake of Allah. We do not need... Any thanks, we do not need anything from you. We fear from our Lord a day that is, you know, heavy and um, sad and, and whatnot. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I believe it's saying that on that day, He saved them He saved the them. punishment. Right. And they will be rewarded for what they... For their patience, um, Jannah, which is... Peep, check out our episode on patience because we actually dove into oh, this yeah. a lot. Jannatan wa harira. Muttakiina fiha ala al-araik. Dairana fiha shamsan wa lazim harira. Wa daniyatan alayhim dhila luha. You know what I actually heard? It's so cool. What? Sorry to cut you off. You know how it says, Muttakiina fiha ala al-araik? Basically that they're sitting on like beds. Right. I heard that in Jannah, you actually don't ever face your backs to each other. So like if you're sitting on one bed and another person, your friend's sitting on another and you want to go somewhere else... The beds just go so far away. Like, you get up, like, on your bed floats, and then it just goes so far away to the point where, like, you no longer see each other, but you never turn your backs. It's like, yeah, because, like, the problem has said, uh, never used to turn his back upon anyone. Like, if anyone was talking, he would turn completely to them to listen oh, to them. Yeah, okay. So it's just out of, like, wow, the etiquette. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is. But, yeah, basically, okay, the concept from these A is the main takeaway as we wrap this things up. The concept is Allah deserves to be worshipped. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with the month of Ramadan. Because we need it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need our worship, but He's deserving of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us blessings upon blessings. Look at the du'as that you have made from before. Which of those were directly answered? Because remember we talked about, and check out our future, our past episodes about like du'a and all that stuff. All your du'a is accepted, but I'm saying specifically. like You, got, you made a du'a for A, you got A. Think about which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, the blessings that he's given you. Always look upon those who are below you. Essentially, we have to be grateful to Allah. And from that is that we do ibadah, not caring about anyone in this world. When you establish this connection to Allah, that your only focus is the pleasure of Allah, the rida of Allah, and the jannah of Allah, trust me, every single thing will fall into place. So we want to make this Ramadan a Ramadan where we enter it as a person and we leave it as a completely better person, inshallah. So make that dua like Adam mentioned, that's what the Sahaba used to do. Put that intention and make this month focus on purifying your heart because we want to enter into Ramadan pure so we can leave it even pure. Right. And honestly, for me, I really like the ayah, we feed you just for the sake of Allah. And like one time I was like thinking about it, this ayah isn't just, um, it's not just about feeding others, but it's about every single thing that you do in your life. We do it just for Allah. I don't care about, oh, this person praised me. Oh, this person said this about me. Oh, this person likes me. Oh, this, that. No, no why would I care? 
Oh, Allah loves me and that's all I care about. Oh, Allah is pleased with me. Oh, that's all I care about. And if you live your life with this kind of motive, then I promise you, you will have a happy and successful life. And this is the motive that we should always have. But it's difficult, really. It's not easy because we have things that affect us. People do affect us and all this. But it's always important to turn back, you know, and kind of have this as something that is kind of guiding us. Oh, no, it's just Allah that I care about. He is um, the one who's controlling everything. He is the one who has all dominion over everything and everyone. And so if I make dua to him and if I worship him and if I, then I will be content with everything that happens, even if A happens, even if B happens. So subhanAllah, like Mira said, right, we should take this in account for the coming month of Ramadan, you know. Inshallah, every single one of us should enter into Ramadan with a goal and come out with um, even a better goal, you know, coming out as a better person, you know, with better habits and losing a habit. And inshallah, that's important because Ramadan, obviously, the month of mercy, the month of, you know, Quran. And so we want to, inshallah, gain a new habit and lose uh, a bad one. And we will talk more about Ramadan, inshallah, and how to make the use of it. Um, just to tie all things together, um, like Adam mentioned, we're gonna be talking about Ramadan, but in a future episode. But Adam mentioned a great point about like when you like develop this connection to Allah, you know that He is capable of everything, and like essentially no one else is capable. Like we turn to people asking them for help, but we don't turn to Al Jabbar and Al Mutakabbir and Al Ali to ask Him for help, and He's the one who put this difficulty for us in the first place. And Adam was mentioning like when you become a friend of Allah, it's not something that's insignificant. Like if you're walking around this earth. With being the Khalil of Allah, being a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that if you if you wage if you hurt my friend, I wage war against you. Like when you have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on your side, you don't need anyone else. And that comes from your ibadah, and that comes with us understanding that we worship Allah out of our love and out of because he deserves to be worshipped. We of course want his Jannah, we want success in this world, but our main focus is just because of how much we love Allah. And we want to, to establish this connection to Allah so it comes naturally in the month of Ramadan because we are going to get tired. But the main thing that keeps pushing us is that end goal of Jannah, that end goal of getting the love of Allah because it comes with a lot of great benefit and reward, inshallah, both in this world and in the hereafter. Okay, inshallah, that is all for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to uh, reach out with any questions, concerns. You know what I kind of want to do? Like, if, if we have, like, halal jokes. Like, we end off all the episodes like, a halal joke. Let's table that. <laughs> no, like, actually, like, what if you guys, if you guys have any good, like, you know, like, those halal pickup lines? No, I'm sorry. No, whoa, we're, whoa, okay. No, all right, okay. okay. No, right. we're keeping you know, it halal. I'm not saying we're going to do a halal pickup line. Allah. I'm saying, like, what if it's, like, a Cancel halal. Cancel me. Not, no, I'm just kidding. No, like, what if it's, like, a really cute, like, funny halal joke, and, like, we just end off, like... You get what I'm saying? Like, what did um, like what did the chicken say to like the the lahmi? Be like, oh, are you halal? You get what I'm saying? Like stuff, something like that. Okay, if cut, you guys if cut, you guys think we should do that, cut. like you know, editor, please cut this. You know, part like out. Uh, we don't have an editor, but <laughs> if you guys think we should do that, you know, send them in so Adam um, gets downrated we'll, by my idea. Listen, we'll consider it, we'll table it, and we'll probably not do it, but we'll think about it maybe. Anyways, make sure you guys uh, like, subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. But like, inshallah, YouTube maybe. Oh, YouTube inshallah, channel. we're gonna go on channel. YouTube, guys. I'm sorry, but like, um, a lot of people like I tell them about our podcast. They're like, oh, I don't have Spotify because a lot of people may be trying to get away from music, which is great. And so, inshallah, we're gonna try to get on YouTube. And so, if you know anyone who you know 
they don't listen just because we're on Spotify, let them know that inshallah we're on YouTube very soon. And we need your help Look to like blow that. up this up these podcasts. Like inshallah, yeah, inshallah, like alhamdulillah, like we've gone a long way from the Qadr of Allah and like your guys' right. help. Make sure you guys reach out to anyone who might benefit, share it, spread the word. Definitely. Because honestly, I mean this from the we bottom. We wanna of my go heart. big. We wanna get the big scholars on here. Mabas hik. I figured out not just that, but like you guys supporting us from the Qadr of Allah and like of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us the tawfiq. It keeps us encouraged to keep going. So yeah. you guys are also getting hasanat for all the episodes that we continue Obviously. to do. It's a May Allah exactly. reward us all for this. Amen. But yeah. Okay. So that is all. Thank you guys for listening and assalamu alaikum.